Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Tuesday night, August 14, 2018. This is uh, the Word Nerds uh, conference call. And tonight we have Hands-On Health with Jeff and Dana. We're going to be talking about gut health. Uh, Tomorrow night we're going to be back with JC and the Shaman talking about common law. And on Saturday we do a Bible study with Sean Mann. And that's called, uh, the name of the show is Rockin' the Word. And those are always at 9 p.m. And you can uh, go to TalkShoe134084 to download the calls if you're listening to this somewhere else. And uh, the call-in number is 605-562-0444 if you're on your computer and you'd like to join us live. And uh, to access the call, you use that same call ID number, 134084. The uh, website where you can find uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight on gut health is at redressfordummies.org. And if you go there, you'll see a page, which is hands-on health. And when you hover over that tab, there'll be a drop-down menu. And uh, the stuff we're talking about tonight, which is gut health, which which is going to be something we're going to revisit over and over again. Uh, The basics are all right there on that one page, and I'll update that page as as I need to. But that's what we're going to be talking about with Jeff and Dana tonight. Uh, If you guys could just introduce yourself, a little background for uh, anybody who's listening to this for the first time. And then just head off in whatever direction you wish. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Sure. My name is uh, my name is Jeff. Um, I'm a, a guy that knows some stuff. I've done some research uh, into um, various herbs, mushrooms, etc., for uh, basically all kinds of different maladies and issues that people have in health and remediating the digestive tract and um excited to be here. Glad to have people listening and downloading. We had a lot of downloads last last week. We're pretty excited about that. Absolutely. Hi y'all. I'm Dana and I am a licensed professional counselor and a dabble a whole heck of a lot in herbals, um and studying Healing through. I'm getting feedback. Yeah, I'm getting feedback. Jeff, uh, you might need to mute out while you're not talking. I already did. I think somebody else is trying to talk. Oh, there's nobody else unmuted. I'll keep an eye on it. Okay. But anyway, I like to play with herbs and nature and, and help guide people through their healing. Hmm. I'm still hearing it. I wonder if somehow I can't imagine it if my computer is affecting this. Uh, just mute your computer. It is muted though. Speakers are muted. Yeah, if yeah, if if there's nothing coming over the speakers on your computer, it shouldn't uh, feedback. 
Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I don't know. I was grasping for straws because I was getting weird feedback and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm on Bluetooth, but I'm still hearing that feedback. All right. Well, let's try to move forward and see if it gets any better, if the, that feedback stops. And, Jeff, would you like to kind of kick things off? and? Yeah, I can, I, just a little bit. We're going to go over gut health information, and it was interesting because Dana and I were on the phone talking about this stuff earlier in the week, over the weekend. And, you know, with the law side of things, we do a lot of things where we break down words. And we look at words, and we look at etymology and, you know, origins of words and the roots of words. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I went to Adam Online and I just, I typed in inflammation. And inflammation, it, it just gives you like a basic excessive redness or swelling in body part. It goes on to other things. But one thing I noticed is that all the words that were linked to inflammation and every one of them was an itis, whether it was neuritis or uh, conjunctivitis or dermatitis or cystitis or colitis or laryngitis. All the itises are linked to inflammation. So what Dana and I absolutely agree on and more and more people all the time are, are, are learning is that if you can kill the inflammation, you're well on your way to healing, no matter what the situation is. Because once you get inflammation killed, you can now get the specifics of your particular reason for the inflammation. So that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to do a series um, over the next few weeks on on inflammation and gut health, and also um, particulars how to how to uh, address specific inflammation. And we want you guys to be involved in that as well. We want people to call in and ask questions, uh, type questions in the chat, and give us ideas of what you want us to cover, maybe what your situation is or someone you care about, and um, and we'll and we'll deal with it on the show. So, yeah, yeah that's that's where that's where I'm at right now. That's where we're at. That's what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and so... I think that a real important place to start is uh, is your diet, so your gut health, right? Um, and one of the first things we begin to do is to um, look at the kinds of things that we're ingesting and begin keeping food diaries and peeling away the various foods and stuff um, so we can get a baseline of any food allergies or food intolerances or um, things in environmentally uh, that might be impacting our foods um, so we can begin to balance the acidity, thereby reducing some inflammation in our bodies. And so, you know, some of the very first things we do are, you know, we want to look at 
avoiding alcohol and coffee and other kinds of caffeine, um, sugary beverages, just sugar in general. Um, initially for some folks, you know, kind of hot, spicy things, meat, dairy, processed foods, these kinds of things that um, tend to lead to inflammation in our everyday lives. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, um, well, I was just talking about you know uh, what what kinds of foods that we begin to avoid, so we can. Oh yeah. Doing kind of an elimination diet, so we can look at you know what what's going on with our our stomach health, our gut health. Absolutely. You know, there's so many foods out there that fight inflammation um, from, you know, different vegetables and fruits to extracts, different extracts, even um, different kinds of fish and things like that. So uh, once people really start looking into um, foods that can help uh, with inflammation, they will find an amazing amount of food. There's all kinds of food out there that that helps kill inflammation. So, and one of the things that I like making is like a soup, you know, with all kinds of different anti-inflammatory herbs and vegetables in it, and uh, good good broths and things like that, because it tends to help my digestion quite a bit. Well, in, in consuming things in liquid form, um, helps with that digestive process, and that's especially helpful if you have people with who have issues with absorption or digestive issues. Um, Because I think, you know, it's important for for folks to understand that um, when we eat things that are not good for us, like maybe that our body's having a reaction to, like gluten or dairy or something like along those lines, um, that irritation can lead to, to something like leaky gut. And what happens is is that the, the proteins and molecules don't get broken down, and so then they're released into the bloodstream. And then all of a sudden, you know, the immune you know, system is like, what the hell? Dana, I don't know what's causing that. If it's not distracting you, keep going. But if it is, you might want to just hang up and call back in, see if it changes. Okay. Yeah, it's a little distracting. I just keep trying to talk through it. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to do that. <laughs> uh, Call back in. Five years we'll just wait of doing therapy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you could just call back in, and we'll and, and I'll call back. Cover. Alrighty. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a, that's insane. It, that's so hard. I've had that happen to me. It's so hard to try to. And I don't know why it's happening either. No, I wasn't doing that when we were talking earlier. Oh. Uh, I've I've had that, uh, like when I talk with uh, Sean and JC, uh, sometimes if JC's the one that uh, initiates the calls, it'll do that. But if Sean uh, does it, it doesn't seem to be as bad. But it doesn't happen every time either. Sometimes I wonder if it's my Bluetooth that's too far away from my phone, but 
it's pretty consistent. I don't think it's and and you were hearing the same thing. Yeah, I was I was hearing some clicks and stuff. I'm yeah. back. Hopefully it'll work better. Yeah, it could just it could be something as weird as a as a storm system. Well, we had a storm <laughs> system through. So it Yeah, it, we did too, well, so. A weird feedback. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just to kind of but, you know, finish up what I was saying, but um, you know, the immune system all of a sudden is like, what the hell? And it begins to attack these foreign, what it views as, you know, kind of these foreign invaders. Um, and the issue comes from that these undigested proteins um, can be very similar to the actual proteins that we have in our body, and we need our body, so they attack our body's proteins. Um, and then that's where we get really significant bowel issues, colon issues, um, and significant um, significant inflammation, and then that that can be throughout the body. Right. Are you much better too now? Good, good. Yeah, glad to hear that. Um, and so, you know, again, with that, you know, it becomes very important. Kind of step one there then is correcting the the intestinal flora, you know, balancing the good bacteria because um, there's over 36 different kinds, species of bacteria that reside in our colon, and there's 20 species of bacteria that, that grow um, in the stool of meat eaters. And um, so that that kind of waste becomes fairly toxic. Like we don't put meat eater poop on our gardens, right? We only we only put uh, you know animals that that eat plants and vegetation. Um, and the more stomachs, the better <laughs> for digestion. Amen to that. Um, yeah, and and so, you know, then we have to be very careful, and this is kind of, you know, how salmonella and, and E. coli um, can spread, and, and there's there's been, you know, some outbreaks that come from, from farms from people relieving themselves in the fields, and then there being contamination then passed on to um, the vegetation, you know, the food source. So balancing intestinal flora is really, really important. And so working on prebiotics and probiotics so we can begin balancing everything. Digestive enzymes, too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's where, you know, a lot of people, you know, we hear a lot about prebiotics and probiotics, but we don't hear a lot about balancing fungi. And there's fungi involved here uh, sure as well, is. and and that's and that's where the digestive enzymes come in uh, as well, and that's where really good mushroom extracts uh, come into play, um, as it can come into play as well um, to help get rid of the overgrowth and balance things out, and uh, you know we're going to get into all kinds of different things that get. Uh, uh, that that this will address, and we're we're talking about anxiety and depression, to Crohn's disease, 
I mean, it's just amazing the uh, uh, how everything that we have issues with as far as, you know, heart disease or anything. It's inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. And starting in the gut and repairing that so we can absorb the nutrients and other things that we need to get down to the nitty-gritty for what's causing all of these issues um, is, is key to everything because you can take all the minerals and vitamins you want <laughs> and all the extracts you want if you if you're not if you don't address the gut damage um you're wasting money you're not going to get out of it what you need to get out of it because your digestive tract is not um absorbing it as efficiently as it could be so addressing that healing process first is so key to every malady there is really and unfortunately in today's society um we have gotten to a point, we we are very much a society of immediate gratification. Push a button, take a pill. We need snap, 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 very fast things to work. And, you know, people tend not to recognize that whatever health issues they're having developed over a considerable period of time. And it's going to take time to reverse that. But that the quick fix, isn't going to be the answer because then it's you know you're kind of chasing chasing the uh you know the dragon so to speak um and, and you're you're just you're always out of reach and and so we we very much are in the cycle of treating symptoms instead of the root cause the itises the inflammation the gut health the imbalance within our bodies Hey, could you guys cover, um, for, uh, I don't know if you know who uh, Terry uh, Rivera is or Andreas Calker, but they do work with autism and how the parasites, the, the bacteria that's in your gut releases chemicals which cause you to have cravings for certain things. And yeah. I know we Neuro- were talking Neurotic about behavior, that. et cetera, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, communication between the gut and, and, and the brain and the bacteria that's there, especially parasites, have a way of dumping chemicals into your bloodstream which cause you to have cravings because that's what they want to eat, not because that's what's healthy for you. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people, um, gosh, they don't want to talk about parasites just as much as they don't want to talk about you know, poops, uh, it, it becomes, you know, this taboo thing and it's, you know, giggle, giggle, hide behind your hand. Um, but m- most people have parasites, especially if you're a meat eater, um, you know, just <sighs> eat out anywhere. You know, most people have parasites within them. And, and so we have to be very cognitive of, you know, working on shedding those things a few times a year um, because you can even get it just from pets, you know, certain parasites and things like that, pets or or whatever. It doesn't always mean that, that you know, and something, eating something consumed. What's a, what's a good way to clear out the gut and then, like uh, people who get on 
uh, antibiotics, for instance. Yeah, that kills not the Doritos germs. and hummus. I can tell you that. Not yeah. Doritos and hummus. Yeah, not Doritos and hummus. <laughs> 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 hey, I had to eat something. I had just gotten in. Hey, you! I'm, I didn't. I'm having you. flax. I'm having flaxseed granola now. Uh, well, you're making up for it. <laughs> I'm making up for it. Yeah, it was just a That's quick right. fix, you know. But somebody <laughs> who's got kind of like I use kind of like I'm going to do ten extra squats. Um, yeah. Is when after the gym tonight I'm going to go eat like a plate of nachos and throw back a bunch of beers, but I'll do ten extra squats tomorrow. <laughs> and a couple here. Couple of Hail Marys. Oh man, and yeah. a whole bunch of other more than ten. <laughs> so uh, what, when I when I don't feel well, I'll make a gallon of MMS, and I make it at, at about seventy parts per million, and I'll drink I'll drink that gallon in about a day, which pretty much wipes out everything in my gut. I mean, that's the intent is to wipe out the good, the bad, whatever, and then I hit the sauerkraut, the kimchi, the the kombucha, every form of good bacteria I can get my hands on, including probiotics. But I'm sure that's not the best way to clean out or to reset your gut three or four times a year. What's uh, What do you recommend? So, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say go ahead, Dana. Yeah, I'm going to oh. let you you go first on that. So kind of the first thing if if you're if you're trying to kind of do a reset then a good thing to do is to start with a, a, a good colon detox right so psyllium husk and um other kinds of fiber or hell castor oil will clean you out real good you know but you know going and just kind of just initial clearing the pathways and we're not trying to knock out bacteria or whatever because remember the colon the intestines there's all kinds of good bacteria that are in there and we don't want to wipe those guys out you know because all of a sudden your body is not at a level playing field for for the best health so doing you know a a colon detox and then kind of a liver detox and then making sure that your probiotics and prebiotics and making you know sure that you're you're working on those so eating lots of good fermented foods um and increasing through foods like the beneficial bacteria um in your your colon and your intestines um and and you want to make sure that you're lowering levels of of toxins and then enzymes jeff do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the digestive enzymes and the various well yeah i mean yeah we know about seropeptase and how important it is for uh you know people with that are dealing with cancer um but uh there's so many uh out there um, I use a a powder that's a it's a powder drink that I put a, a, a scoop of this once in a while into my raw raw fruit veggie smoothies, and it's got what they call a a broad spectrum enzyme blend, and beta glucanase, amylase, xylanase, protease complex, glucosamylase, phytase, you know, pectinase, lipase, lactase. 
um, and a and a few more. And those things help with digestion so much, especially you know we you know we really need to talk about quote unquote movements. You know, um, a lot of people say I have one a day, or you know I go maybe two a day, and you know you're really supposed to be you know moving a lot more than that. You know, three times a day is really average and and what everybody and and what everybody really should be doing you know like most people should be getting a couple a day at least and if they're having problem with that um that's a that's a a sign right there that you are not ridding your body of the toxins uh efficiently and this happens for all kinds of different reasons people that are on pharmaceuticals and painkillers for for as an example um, ha- tend to have issues down the road. Uh, Gus brought up uh, autistic children. Um, most every single child has major digestive issues um, and that need to be addressed. And once they are addressed, they seem to have, uh, they're more cognitive, uh, they're more lucid, they're more available um, in, the, in the moment. And so... Um, we see these things, and we see we see children, you know, recover re- remarkably in some in some instances. So, um, it's no joke, you know, the toxification of the body. Now more than ever, um, we are inundated with radiation. You want to talk about inflammation? You want to talk about having uh, issues uh, physically, and then being inundated with smart meter radiation, Wi-Fi radiation, cellular phone radiation, Gwen towers, blah 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 microwaves, um, and we do absolutely nothing to rid our bodies of that radiation, um, we have to think about that. We have to do some inventory there. That's one of the reasons our mushroom tea was designed, was to protect children from cell phone and Wi-Fi radiation. Mushrooms do that. Mushrooms in the wild uh, consume radiation and and rid it. If you put, uh, as an example... Give me a little bit of an example of that. If you're going to eat mushrooms for dinner, you got yourself some good organic mushrooms, you want to have some mushrooms for dinner, and you put them out in the sun for a few hours, and they will be loaded with vitamin D. Yeah. And that's yeah. It's just a neat. Um, it, it's just and that's just an example of how they absorb radiation, just like we do. And we are more closely related to the fungi, and since we are. Um, they react like we do in 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 situations and we we are a sponge we just absorb everything around us everything we ingest everything we breathe everything that touches our skin <laughs> we absorb it so we have to be aware of that absolutely, absolutely. that's why the detox i mean well, i, I feel like we have to detox daily almost is one where detoxification and especially of that of the brain and and the body, though, because it's, you know, it's oh, yeah. from vaccinations or, you know, whatever Vax. kind of right. of toxins have created that perfect storm for that kiddo. Um, and so diet's a big one, but, you know, um, it's get, being able to, because depending on where that person is on, on the spectrum, um, food sensitivities and, you know, like food can be a huge, huge, huge deal. So getting 
you know, you can't you can't go to an autistic parent and say, oh, you know, who maybe has a an autistic child who is non-communicative may or may not be, you know, physically aggressive. You, you can't say, oh, well, here, you know, he's going to start eating salads and, you know, drinking. That's why I love extract movies. <laughs> I try what I, I I found that when I find I find out what they like. You know how that goes. You know, because right. the kids, sometimes they'll eat one thing yep. for a week and a half, right? And yep. and the, it it could change. It might stay the same. for it. Does, you know, it's just that's the way it is. And so what I do is I find out what that thing might be. And then we throw some mushroom, mushroom extract in there. Right. <laughs> and we, we kind of hide it in there. And, the, and then all of a sudden we're starting to, starting to clear out the gut a little bit more. And then some right. things start changing, right? So I... I you know, I've I've done this with other people. I, my husband will never listen. You know, he will never do this. And I said, well, you can sneak it in his coffee. Oh, I never thought about that. You know, and then all of a sudden, their their husband's on his way to healing, and he doesn't even know it. And then he realizes it's something different a week later. You know, and um and it's kind of funny um, when that happens. And when it's with an autistic child, I actually had this happen with my friend. And you have breakthroughs with people. Um, they are amazed. They're absolutely like Jeff. I would have never thought this would help at all, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, they have a kid that's giving them hugs, you know. Right. Right. That would that wouldn't even talk, you know. So um, those things are just. That's why I love doing this. This, this is that's that's the that's you know a couple couple kids like that, a couple people getting healed, and uh, a couple emails saying you saved my life or whatever. It's just. It just changes your whole perspective on this world when you can help people and lead them to their own healing because really that's what this is about, you know, um, empowering people to heal them, help heal themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, and so to kind of jump back now off of back to where we were at, you know, in looking at, you know, helping with bowel movements and things of that nature, obviously we have fiber that is is going to help make firmer stools, um, and then for those folks, you know, you might you might have somebody who has Crohn's, but they're on the opposite end of the spectrum where um, they tend to be constipated. So, in that instance, you know, for somebody like that, we want to add we want to have them focus on an insoluble fi- fiber because that has more of a laxative effect, um, and it will it'll add kind of bulk to your diet um and and their their fibers that don't dissolve in water so they they easily pass through our gas our our gastrointestinal tract and so you know those are things you know eating lots of the you know like broccoli and cauliflower and carrots and coconut um you know fruits and roots and you want you know organic so you can eat those skins because there's a lot of prebiotics found in like the skins of uh, a lot of fruits and things of that nature um, and various vegetables. And <clears throat> so, um, you know, really focusing on on fiber. And I think it's just, um, you know, we get so mesmerized by all the pretty packaging and the amazing commercials that, you know, people sit around and study human behavior to make us want 
you know, to ingest these things, and then sickness and everything else leads us kind of down that path. Um, So, you know, we have to recognize we're going to have to do a little bit of work on the front end, but down the road, you know, the payback is going to be tenfold because you're not going to have to work as hard because you've taken baby steps and you're making those healthy lifestyle changes as you can handle it. You know, Jeff and I were talking the other day, and it's like, you know, instead of going, okay, I've got to come in and clear everything out of the cabinets, it's let me let me try to get the ingredients to have, I want, I'm want i going to have a smoothie tomorrow. And yep. then little victories. Oh, Little yeah, victories. small victories. Not One, a smoothie every day. Not three smoothies a day. Just a I'm smoothie. I'm just going to have a smoothie tomorrow. And and I think that, you know, we have to set those just kind of manageable steps um, because it's it's a whole different way of thinking and living. So. I agree. Okay. I agree with all of that. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm here. I agree with all of that. Um, it's it's so very important that uh, people who are overwhelmed understand that it's okay to be overwhelmed, and that just focusing on that one thing, that one small change. Um, and making the breakthrough and actually doing it, following through, that's a victory. And, Absolutely. And it's also momentum, and you that it's momentum that you can build off of. Um, so, yeah, you can do one smoothie and then realize that you have too much fruit and you're going to have to make another one tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and, and, and because it'll go bad, you know. So now you've got your ball rolling. And, and, um, and you won't mind that ball rolling because once you've had the smoothie, you realize how good it was and how good you feel and how much better you're, how much more regular you are and all those things that happen when you do that. Um, it's okay that you have too much fruit and you need to make another one tomorrow because you know right. you need those it. Those fruits and vegetables are high. You know, we want to focus on those that are high antioxidant foods. So like those dark leafy greens and 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 brightly colored veggies and berries. So, you know, be a you know, if you want to be a rainbow warrior, you know, you want to have a rainbow on your plate when you're eating or a rainbow that you're adding to your smoothie or your juices. Um and you know, the benefit of eating those high antioxidant foods are they help control free radical damage and they help control inflammation. Um, and then, obviously, that begins to lower our risk for nutrient deficiencies. Um, and, you know, after we get into that habit of eating, you know, some of those good foods and building that in, we talked about earlier, so bone broth, Um Adding a bone veggie broth to your diet is kind of again a next a next level, and and so recognizing too that you don't want to do overkill. We're not going to implement all these changes at once, and you do everything at once. Um, 
because that's where people get overwhelmed. And, you know, I've got some folks, you know, especially some of my cancer folks, and they're getting up at like 4.30 in the morning so they can get up early enough to do all their food prep and take the vitamins and take their supplements and take their oils and have everything spaced far enough apart. And it's exhaustive at times. And so, you know, we want to, the the better we pay attention to what we're feeding our bodies, you know, the less work it's going to be for those folks because that becomes stressful if, you know, you're having to get up at God knows what time in the morning to just try and live. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. It, it becomes a stressful thing. Um, and so, yeah, focusing on those things that are going to replenish your gut with healthy bacteria and then rebuild the lining in your, your GI tract to help control inflammation and allergies, um, you know, along with... How about some, how about talking about, you know, fasting, even? Fasting you know, is beautiful. We, and we, need we to talk about cleaning fasting. out. You know, we talk about an initial cleaning out. Um, I, you know, even if even if it's not like a quote unquote real fast, where well, but just, a fast can just, be in eight hours. If you're if it, you're well, putting it, eight hours exactly. in food sources, then you, that's technically a fast that will impact your blood sugars and. That's what I was just going to get to. Is that if if people really thought about it, they would start their their fast right before they went to bed at night. Because right away, you're going to wake up with an eight-hour fast. You can add to that eight hours, another eight hours if you want to, by going to noontime or one o'clock, whatever it is, that you, whatever time you wake up. And, and then you can add another four hours or another eight hours if you want to and just wait until dinner. Now you've now you've done a 24-hour a fast or a 12-hour uh, a, a fast or a 16-hour fast. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. And the other side of that is, people that fast with juice and they just do juice for a few days right. or, or or a couple of days or they just do it with watermelon for a weekend. They just eat watermelon. That's all they, they, they call it like watermelon island or... Um, I had a friend recently who was like, I'm just going to eat watermelon and broccoli. And I was like, dude. He was like, yeah. I'm like, what, what's up? You know, and he's like, nope. Just yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. you, you, you let me know. You let me know in about mm, 22 yep. hours. What you think how that's about going? Plan though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how that's going? And I and yeah, plan on being alone. Plan on being alone quick. for a while. Yeah. Well, the yeah. the intermittent fasting is a is a really great way to go. It's that's something Absolutely. that when I'm when I get serious, I um I will eat something when I first wake up, <clears throat> and then I will not eat anything for at least eight hours, you know, ten hours. I'll go as long as I can, and then I'll eat something small, and that's it for the rest of the day. And so, yeah. you know, it might be four hours, five hours before I get to bed. And when I'm doing that, I typically, when I can't, when I'm ready to hit the bag of chips, I'll just drink a big glass of water and go to bed <laughs> when I can't handle it anymore. You know, but uh, that does. I've lost more weight with intermittent fasting than I have anything else. Oh, when yeah. I was yeah. when I was really fighting my uh, well, my diet diabetic condition, when I was fighting my diabetic condition, I can tell you that 
two to three smoothies a day and a huge salad at night almost every day until my mm-hmm. diabetic condition was gone. And yeah. and and it was you know it was it was all raw, and you know, um, that was an amazing thing. And it started with a fast. You know, it started that whole thing started with with a three day fast and mostly uh, juicing after that, and then into smoothies, then into you know, the the huge salad. And I and I'm talking. We we're talking. You know, I say a huge salad. The salad bowl that you make when everybody comes over for dinner. And you make that huge salad bowl. That would be my yeah. dinner. Yeah. That would be my dinner. You know, it wouldn't be. And I tend to be a it. grazer. Like I do fasting, but then I will I will graze. Um, mm-hmm. So I might eat a handful of almonds, and then I'm cool. Um, I'll sit down, and I might eat one or two. You know, and then hour or two later, I might eat like an apple, and you know, I'll eat a couple pieces of fruit. That's how I do it now. That's how I do and it. And then, now. and then I'll probably go several hours, um, and and not. But then I'm ingesting water, electrolyte water that I make, or you know, other kind of nutrient, more more nutrient vitamins, things of that nature. Um, I only eat like one quote unquote meal with courses a day, and. And not always do I do that. Again, uh, if I, you know, uh, I a lot of times I'll have days where I just eat fruit for the entire day. Um, and that's what I want and that's what I eat and I'm happy with that. Right, and that's, that's what I do now. I basically am just eating fruit and whatever. Uh, a piece of fruit here, a couple pieces of fruit there. I have my tomato plant right now that is just blowing up with tomatoes. So we've been eating a lot of tomatoes every day. My mother's like, got any tomatoes? Got any tomatoes? So it's been tomato island for us <laughs> uh, quite a bit lately, and they are wonderful. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, kind of the next thing is, so when we're talking about these various foods and when we're comparing that, you know, and looking at reducing inflammation, Obviously, we want most of our vitamins and our minerals and as much as we can get from food sources we want to um but then there are you know there are things like vitamin D. The majority of people are vitamin D deficient um and especially in areas where maybe there isn't a lot of sunlight or as much or a lot of cloudy days or you know whatever um you know northern regions um you know. Sunlight is a great way to get it. You know, it's 20 minutes a day, but that's really technically over 80% of your body. And so a lot of people aren't out sunbathing 20 minutes a day. And so we've got to make sure that, yeah, you're out there, but that you have also some exposed skin, right? So pull your pant legs up over your knees and I guess, you know, get the shirt sleeves up if it's, if you know, it's cooler out. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's not uncommon for folks to need around 5,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. Um, and there's some folks, you know, that, that need quite a bit more. Another, you know, important piece that a lot of folks are deficient in is magnesium. And magnesium plays, you know, a significant role in helping control inflammation and pain and improving sleep. 
vitamin D as well. So, you know, again, in looking at that, that's a real easy thing. That's that's almost quicker than the diet is, you know, making sure that you've got some Epsom salts for a bath or a foot soak that, or you've got some magnesium spray. Of course, you can take, you know, a magnesium uh, pill. But, you know, again, we want to, when we're, we're looking at these supplements, to be very careful of a lot of the pressed pills because a lot of them have fillers and additives and a lot of just bullshit that we don't want. And people think that they're feeding themselves healthy things and they're not. And that really sucks. Um, and then, of course, there's, oh, gosh, um, four or five different, I, five or six different kinds I? of magnesium. So selecting the appropriate magnesium for, you know, what you're experiencing. Um, so, you know, we, we need to begin looking at those vitamins and minerals and then, you know, back to vitamin D, you also want to look at K2. Now I always recommend people get their levels checked because when you start messing with stuff like K2, well, that helps your D3 absorption. Um, but there's a real fine line between just enough K and too much K. Um, and so again, if if we are managing our uh, you know our our colon issues and our our bacteria and stuff, I think like um, something like ninety percent of the allotted amount of vitamin K um, can be produced in the colon in the course of a day if it's proper you know functioning properly and um and and whatnot. But again, the other ways, you know, a lot of ways to get vitamin K through uh food sources is like organ meats. And so that's kinda whew, I don't do organ meats. <laughs> I'm not yeah. down I just don't eat them. I was I started reading about K two I was gonna say one of the other things that we are deficient in is B1. And absolutely. Um, B1 is not in a lot of B multiple B vitamins that people and people don't realize this, but B1 diamond um you know B6 it, well, but B1 specifically helps with inflammation of nerves, neuritis. Um and it helps with ulcerative colitis and diarrhea. It helps with boosting the immune system and, bi- uh, and diabetic pain and, and uh, heart disease. Helps people with, with uh, uh, dealing with alcoholism, um, um, c- cerebral uh, uh, cerebral syndromes, canker sores, vision problems, um, type two diabetics, kidney disease, and cancer, uh, cervical cancer. Um, and and it's it's amazing because again you are so right about magnesium D3 and but this thing with B1 is really very important and I find that um, a lot of the B vitamins out there don't have it. You really have to look for it and make sure that you get it because well, it yeah, is something yeah. that well, that when yeah, we like ha- you said the B vitamins are, are critical for efficient liver yep. detoxification. You know, and they it helps aid in getting rid of chemicals and heavy metals and histamines and bacterial toxins. 
Um, so it plays a huge role in detoxification, um, you know, B vitamins do in our, our body. And so, yeah, with with the B1, you know, if you're feeling are, low in through. energy, you're going right. to want that B1. And it also um, is a great one, Jeff, and that's why you brought it up, though, because that's that great kind of a phase one detox is yes. getting B1 in our system and yes. it, it breaks down those foreign substances and kind of annihilates them and out when the food shoot they when go. People, when people are in a coma, they load them up with B1. Load them up to try really? to help with, with all kinds of different brain disorders, encephalopathy syndromes, um, you know, thiamine deficiency syndromes in, in critically ill people, alcohol withdrawal. Is, is one of them. You know, we we could talk about iron deficiencies too, but this the B1. Um, it, well, and it helps balance, just, you know, the feeling, yeah. you know, like having your head together, having a clear head. Your emotions, right, yes. And mm-hmm. women, so listen up, ladies, if you're there listening. There you go. Women who are addicted to carbohydrates, and I was one. I Bam. was never one who would eat, like, ice cream, even as a kid. You know, my parents would, like, take us to Zesto's, which was, you know, this great place to go get ice cream. And my family freaking loved to eat freaking ice cream. I never liked it. I wanted to get French fries. You know, if somebody offered me some birthday cake or a delicious loaf of French bread, I'm going to eat that French bread because that's the way I was. And I was eating literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of carbs a day. Um, so back to that, you know, women who have carbohydrate addictions or they, you know, really have those those cravings, they're often deficient in thymine. So they're often deficient in B1. Stress, if they're stressing out, anxiety, any kind of like negative mental attitude, uh, it helps enhancing uh, learning ability. It cre- like you said, it increases energy. Um, memory loss. That's why it's so important in Alzheimer's patients and dementia patients um, and Alzheimer's disease. B1 is crucial. So, yeah, you know, these, <laughs> it's so funny that, you know, and I just, it was happenstance for me. I, I just happened to come across B, uh, B1 deficiency as a, as a type 2 diabetic um, and learning and how it helped me. And I can tell you for a fact that taking B1 has has helped me immensely because diabetics, when we have these sugar drops and these sugar highs, emotionally we go through these roller coasters of just ridiculousness. And right, right, right. With with the sugar being out of whack, so um, the B one really helps as as well as D, but B one really helps keep you level. Right. It really, really does help you keep you level through those situations so that you can administer to yourself what you need in the moment. Right. Uh, you know, because it can be very difficult sometimes when you're, as a diabetic, you're so out of it that you, you can't even help yourself. So right. um, you have to you have to be able to be cognitive enough to throw a piece of candy in your mouth or a piece of fruit at that moment if you need it. So that B1 is crucial for that. Well, and then, you know, B2 kind of goes hand in hand. Yep. Um, because it's necessary for metabolizing, like, essential fatty acids, and that helps improve energy, and then that helps, you know, improve nerve cells. And 
it's true. I got a it's all for deficiency. Okay, it went away. Um, you know, but it helps improve energy and and eliminates. <laughs> Darn it! I didn't get that muted. So sorry, I sneezed. Um, and so it also, you know, is really important for proper thyroid function, and you know, like having having that little dude functioning properly is is very important. So, you know, something to think about is if you're a slow detoxifier, you have hard time like digesting protein, carbohydrates, fats, or your thyroid's slow, or you get, you know, tired eyes, uh, mouth cracks and sores, go to B2, right? That's that's going to be really helpful with that. Um and then, you know, so then we go into B3, and that is just like B1, and it's another phase one detox, and it's needed for proper circulation and healthy skin. It, it helps the nervous system function by breaking down fats and carbohydrates and proteins and all of that stuff. Um, and and it, it it's also works in conjunction with bile production, right? So that's key in like estrogen metabolism and detoxification. So for our folks who, you know, have hormone-driven cancers, we need to be also considering B3, niacin, and that's a great detox, you know, a great detox. But And it's one that, you know, these are things that you take in very small Amounts and and niacin helps lower you know LDL cholesterol and it helps boost your memory. It helps regulate blood sugar levels. So that's you know another good one for our folks who have are diabetic or have those kinds of issues. It, it has you know an effect on serotonin. Um, so B vitamins like having a B complex is very important, but really looking at and getting a breakdown, and that's why I encourage people, boy, if you're going to get a test done, you know, get 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 your body checked out for any kinds of deficiencies because um, uh, B vitamins are just phenomenal. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. What was that? dive with that um, so yeah um, and then obviously turmeric um, is phenomenal phenomenal for energy in the brain and for inflammation but for turmeric to really activate that that piece of the, the curcumin um, you know it's it you need to increase bio bioavailability by um, adding a black pepper and a fat. And by adding those things, you like the black pepper increases the bioavailability by like a thousand percent or eight hundred percent. And and the oil, like so, like an organic cold pressed olive oil like increases it by like another 4000%. I mean it's it's insane. So when we start implementing things like that, uh golden paste, golden milk, those again are other ways that we can build in uh supplements without 
I don't know, having to get too crazy. I mean, we can swap things up. Maybe it's a smoothie one day, it's a shake, it's a, it's, you know, we we change things up to keep it interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, fatty acids. Um, we We tend to be lacking in the omega-3s. Western diets tend to be way too high in omega-6s. So we need to be very mindful of that. Um, And as far as, you know, going back, Gus, you talked about parasites. So when we're looking at kind of trying to do an initial cleanse of like parasites or toxins or, or heavy metals, um, and whether that be through environmental exposure, ex- explosion, uh, exposure, or like vaccinations, we want to look at things like activated charcoal, um, wormwood, black walnut, um, oregano, food grade, very important piece there, food grade, diatomaceous earth, grapefruit ac- extract, all of these things kill parasites. Um, and so, you know, bentonite clay is another one that can be very, very beneficial. Um, and, and so when we're, we're doing those kinds of cleanses or those kinds of detoxes, we just make sure that, you know, we, we take them on an empty stomach because they bind to, like, the essential minerals we need. So doing a detox during a fast, a period of fasting, is, is a good idea. Um, how long? Um, we're not getting. How long rid before? Of. How long before you eat should, uh, or after you eat, should you wait to take uh, to take those things? Yeah. So you do it on an empty stomach, and then you know, usually about an hour after, then then you're okay um, to go ahead and eat. Okay. You know, or it could be something even that you did like at bedtime, right? So you might choose to do it at bedtime. Uh, it depends on at what, least a what couple hours might, after you eat. Might, it might have you up pooing in the middle of the night, and so then disrupting sleep. So we don't want to do that. And um, you know, so we just you know sometimes after dinner, and so you wait until about an hour after dinner, and then that would be an appropriate time even. Um, where okay. you know you can run to to the bathroom if you need to, um, and, and get you know kind of some of that out mm-hmm. out of the digestive tract and and get yourself clean. But you know, and there's all different kinds of clays, and they're really pretty inexpensive. And um, you know, those clays are great to have on hand because they'll pull toxins from sores or you know again in our body. And um, yeah. So th- those are, are really beneficial things to do as well. well we've been uh, we've been recording for about an hour, and I don't uh, I don't know if anybody's got any questions. But if anybody uh, has any questions, just unmute yourself and say hi and ask away. Uh, you unmute yourself with uh, star six, and make sure your phone itself is unmuted because you can mute yourself either way. But um a lot of a lot of great stuff the the page that we put up for this call today is on word uh redress for dummies dot org 
and it's uh, hands-on health. It's a tab that drops down, and you'll see gut health and inflammation. There's a there's a page for that, and um, that's where you can find a lot of the stuff we're talking about tonight. It's gut health, inflammation, and emotional well-being. And what we're discussing is how your the things that are going on in your in your gut do affect your outlook on life. They, they, you know, how happy you are, whether you're depressed, if you have anxiety, you know, these things are all things that are triggered. Um, oh, here's a list. Yeah, so I didn't realize it, it had, uh, this list includes schizophrenia, autism, and Parkinson's. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, absolutely, yeah. and and you know, like bringing bringing up like depression, I you know the the old story, and I as a therapist, my training, every bit of my training said that depression was caused, you know, by deficiencies in certain neurotransmitters, you know, serotonin, dopamine, um, in in that that serotonin model spread to SSRIs. So all of a sudden, everybody was on Prozac, everybody was on Zoloft, right? And, you know, we, I was taught in in my graduate work, in my studies, in my practice, that some people are just born that way, um, or, you know, or that, well, yeah, you, ha- you have a, a depressed family member, so, yeah, you're probably going to get depression as well. And and so all of a sudden we're we're you know we were just out of the gate setting people kind of up for failure saying you know you've got this thing and it's just out of control and there's nothing you can do about it so here go be a victim go be a victim to this label that we're going to throw on you and 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 then oh by the way we we've created this medication and I'm not med shaming I know there are people um, who get a lot of benefit. From, from those medications. There are people who get benefit and don't have side effects, and, and I applaud that, and I hope that that continues. What I'm speaking from is 25 years of experience in treating literally thousands of people and, and recognizing that, you know, and especially kids who are in foster care, um, they get no choice, and their parents get no choice, and those kids are... They're they're labeled up with all kinds of great diagnoses, and they pump them through, you know, full of of medications, especially if they're in residential care, because you know they got to get them in bed by 8:30. Um, and so, you know, anyway, when when you begin looking at depression, it's it's kind of like, well, SSR SSRIs they they've got a lot of side effects, and 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 it it really i feel like it needs to be looked at you know depression is a symptom of chronic inflammation um and a lot of that has to do with our modern lifestyles i mean if you look at how quickly things have changed in your lifetime how quickly it's sped up you know there are folks alive who you know if you, you know there's folks alive who were like you know outhouses and no electricity and now we're at the digital age where everything's in an instant. Well, our bodies, our genetic code, our, don't it doesn't match up. And so 
we we have this incompatibility between modern lifestyle and then what our genetic predisposition is and then kind of what the world demands are. So, you know, you add that to the foods that we eat or process beyond any kind of recognition of what would be food. We sit in cars. We sit at work. Um, we're exposed to thousands of modern chemicals. And, and so then we have inflammation as a result. Um, and in and, and that, you know, as Jeff and I were saying, is is really kind of, and as you, you agreed as well, Gus, the route to nearly every disease. Um it's certainly the, the, the it's certainly the the foundation to to health. You know, regardless of what's going on in your life, if you if you change your diet, you'll you'll see better, you'll think better, you'll you'll have more energy. You know, it, it changes everything, and it's well, it's usually it, it, not it's usually not so much uh, you know what you're what you're adding to your diet as much as it is what you're what you're not eating anymore you know when right. you when you give up the choices food. you finally make yeah yeah mm-hmm. choosing to eat this and not that and and that's yeah. a big piece of it i mean most of us overconsume in really kind of in a gluttonous way um and and i can certainly be guilty of that um but you know when you look at like depression um, typically with inflammation, there's a signal uh, that something's going wrong in the body because we have pain, right? Ouch, shit, that hurts. Touch a hot stove, mm-hmm. ouch, that hurts. Not going to touch that anymore. Um, but the difficulty becomes with things like depression and anxiety and, and things of that nature that, that can be brain-based, gut-based, where we're having, we can't tell when our brain is inflamed because we don't have pain receptors in our brain. And and so it comes out in, in different, you know, it, it comes out in different ways. There's There's just not necessarily the pain. Now, I think that, you know, again, you know, fibro is kind of an extension of a depressive feature that spun out of control from inflammation because a lot of those folks had pre-existing depressive anxiety disorders and then there may have been a catalyst, a car wreck, a traumatic event, medications, whatever, and then, you know, they they have the all-over body pain and the sleeplessness and, and so, you know, they, they have fibro and it's really taken even until now that not there's still a lot of doctors who don't who do not believe in fibromyalgia. So, um, but that's, you know, those signaling pathways get all jacked up. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Um, no, and then there's proteins in the brain, and, and there's research that says that there are these C-reactive proteins and that, you know, they were able to, in a few different studies, recognize that when... Um, there was an increase in that C-reactive protein. It triggered the onset of depression. So, and when inflammation, you know, is triggered, then the depression was triggered. What about um, one of the, you gave me a bunch of uh, PDFs I haven't had a chance to go through yet. They're at the bottom of the the, uh, gut health page. But one of them is natural steroids, and 
what are oh, those and how do you how do you use them and wh- where do you find them well so um they can be we can get natural uh steroids we can get them from from plants um because yeah a lot of a lot of times like oh my gosh people with um crohns and and things of that nature um are are prescribed steroids, but um, you can look for herbs like Dong Kwai, um, and it's an excellent alternative to prednisone, and it's which you know is often prescribed to control pain. Um, and so Dong Kwai offers natural anti-inflammatory properties as well as um, immune boosting aspects. Um, and so that would be an appropriate one, curcumin or turmeric. So curcumin is where, you know, they've extracted the the more healing piece of the turmeric. I'm not a fan of extracts. Like, I would rather take beefed-up turmeric that had black pepper and, um, you know, olive oil in it. And in fact, I have what I, I have my recipe that is like, I call it golden tincture with heat. Cause I just am such an awesome namer. Um, so I, I, took, <laughs> I do like some of my tinctures are called like blood pressure up, <laughs> anxiety, depression, but I'm going to have to change those. Cause I think the FDA will hate that. So, but um, anyway, uh, so it has curcumin or has turmeric, ginger, celion cinnamon, and cayenne pepper, in addition to a bit of black pepper and uh, the oil, or the, you know, olive oil. And it makes a fabulous topical. It's great internally, and it's, you know, it's just, that's a really good one. But curcumin is a great one. Um, And that's a really good one at protecting our bodies from, like, fluoride, right? It, It helps. It helps block that action of fluoride. It's wonderful for our brain. It's great for our body. Now, folks who are on, like, blood thinners would have to be very careful. Um, and and so, um, you know, we have to look at that. Um, and then, like, another alternative to prednisone would be licorice root. And it it works primarily by stopping the breakdown of the adrenal glands on cortisol. And cortisol is that stress hormone, right? Like everyone's seen the cheesy ass, whatever commercial on TV where they're trying to pimp whatever their hard-pressed pill is. But they are talking about cortisol. And so it, you know, at least got people talking about, you know, hey, I think my cortisol levels are out of whack. And that happens when we get really stressed out. Um, Now, the, the thing with Liquor Street, again, you know, with... Any natural, we always want to do our research because there's side effects. Everything has side effects. So licorice can raise blood pressure, um, just like prednisone can. So, you know, that might not be somebody uh, who who suffers from a chronic inflammation or who has, um, at least who has blood pressure issues. Um, and then we talked about, you know, vitamin D, Omega-3 fatty acids, um, and and we really have to focus on if you're you know you're as you're working on increasing and introducing plenty of 
um, omega-3, we have to reduce the amount of omega-6. Our diets, Western diets, are far too high in omega-6. Um, and I just, I, I'll be quiet. And vitamin C, you know, again, is a, another... Well, I I see vitamin, I see uh, vitamin, uh, the, the omega-3 supplements, you know, and when I look at those, most of them have uh, the omega-6 in them. Right, and so what you've got to find is something that has higher, and in fact, one of the best things, the perfect protein and the per- perfect balance of omega-3s are hemp seeds. It has all of the amino acids our body makes, plus several extras our body does not make. It's got the perfect balance of omega-3 to omega-6, and hemp seeds are great. Like I can throw, you know, I'll put a cup, like a tablespoon in my hand, and I just chew on them. I love to throw them on salads. They go great in a smoothie. You can cook with them. So, you know, eat the crap out of those, and they're really pretty inexpensive. I, I eat a um, lot of hemp seeds. My dog, I, I feed my dog hemp. Dog yeah. Hemp seeds in his food. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got some good fat in it. That's for sure. Oh, it's just fantastic stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of an easy one. And then there's other things you, you know, you can do. But, you know, again, we we just want to focus on reducing the omega-6s. So not, you know, I think a lot of people are going to go in and go, okay, well, I want equal. No, we really need to reduce the, the omega-6 and increase the omega-3. Now, the deal with steroids, because, you know, tapering steroids is a bitch. Um, and so it just kind of depends if somebody's on steroids, that's going to be a crazy slow taper. And as you'd be tapering down, you would begin to, at low levels, add a, a, a plant, a natural steroid in, right? And so as you titrate up and taper down, then, then you, you get that balance of then making that taper off that steroid a little bit easier. Um, if it's looking at you have something like Wegner's or some kind of a, uh, out of control, you know, rheumatoid arthritis where your immune system's completely out of control, then we want to look at things that are immunomodulators. And this is a beautiful place for Jeff to step in because mushroom and mushroom extracts and fungi are such phenomenal modulators of our, our bodies and systems. How does that have? Um, how does that affect uh, uh, arthritis? How does what affect arthritis? You, you just mentioned something about arthritis, and I didn't catch it. But you were uh, um, <laughs> you covered you cover so much all in one shot. Um, yet there's inflammation. The inflammation in your joints, your the arthritis. And something about uh, you you just went over it right before you mentioned Jeff. Well, oh, no, um, not arthritis, but immunomod. Oh, yes, yes. So like a rheumatoid arthritis. So rheumatoid arthritis is different, right? That is a very out-of-control immune system that's attacking itself. Really? And so you don't want to stimulate. A lot of people think, oh, I've got psoriasis. I have, I have this kind of arthritis I have. And so they want to take all these immune-boosting things and stimulate the immune system, and then it just pisses the immune system off more, and it's just attacking the 
flipping hell out of everything because it's going crazy. It's like it just snorted a big old fat line of cocaine and just bouncing off the walls, right? And it's just bouncing around blindly. So we want to look at things that modulate the immune system that neither really de- – we don't want to suppress it like they try to do with steroids, and we don't want to increase it like we do with echinacea and, and whatever else. And so that's where I was saying, you know, that's – mushrooms are an excellent source of, you know, just a few ways, but to modulate the immune system. And in Ayurvedic herbs like ashwana and astralis and, and sometimes licorice root, but again, you got to be careful. But I'll, I'll I'll be quiet and let Jeff talk about. No, you don't have to be quiet at all, Dana. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's what this is about. And you know, we want to hear you because mm-hmm. you are a wealth of inform- of information. And um, and you're correct. The, that's where the mu- another place where the mushrooms come into play, um, where they balance things out. They don't let things get out of whack that they modulate it's exactly yeah. what it, it, they do and they're adaptogenic uh they're adaptogens they go to where you need them to go um they they go to where you need it first um all these all these things uh the the immune modulation is just fantastic because people that have had nothing but issues um start taking extracts and suddenly they're having far less issues um, because they're not getting um, the Herx reaction uh, is not as anywhere near as painful as it used to be, um, or maybe it's not there at all. Uh, in some cases, where people thought explain, they would explain so. explain to people who might not know what a Herx Herxheimer reaction is. It's basically when you um, start clearing things out of your system. And you might say that there's a die-off of bacteria or um, uh, fungus, and that that's trying to leave your body. Um, your body can get your, your you can get a little bit of a of a, a stomach upset. Uh, oh, uh, you can get nauseous. You can get very. You can get very. Worse than the damn disease itself. Well, I can, mean, people I are like, hurt. I'm dying. Nope. Oh <laughs> yeah. You're well, shedding was, bad stuff. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying was, is that the reaction can happen in various different levels. A lot of times what I found is with the mushroom extracts, these extreme reactions that you just spoke about are not happening. Because because of potent extracts. Well, because the extracts, what I found is that when I say that mushrooms literally devour and absorb the problem and remove it from the system, yep. they really do. And they they actually help the digestive tract not have to do it. You know, they they literally modulate it so they take care of it, period. You know, so it's not as much of an issue um, as it was prior to using the extracts. And <clears throat> a lot of people have not experienced this because there aren't too many really good extracts out there. Um, and so they're not getting the benefit of having that in their digestive tract. So that's where the extracts that I'm using come into play. And also, there's other other companies out there that make potent extracts um, that we might not carry. 
such as he shoo and things like that. So, um, and I, I still, I steer people to, toward, uh, other extracts that are out there, um, including your tinctures and things like that in order to, um, alleviate some of that Herx situation and also under, start getting an understanding of the modulation that the, um, the mushroom extracts and other herbal extracts can offer. Um, that modulation is so important. It's yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's a real important one because, and, and like I, I went ahead and created an immunomodulating tincture, because, well, for my, 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 my very good friend, Deborah, um, and, and she's up there in Canada, but, you know, she inspired me to, to make that because she has a really nasty disease, that Wegner's granulosis. And I mean, holy wow! If you're in in that group, it's it's it, you know it's a great group, but it's a it's a tough place to be because a lot of those folks are are being treated with chemotherapy and high levels of steroids and all kinds of things because this disease attacks your organ systems. And you know, fortunately, in that group, she's one of the only people utilizing cannabis, and poor thing has gotten bashed several times. But I'll tell you what, she's still working part-time. She's tapered off her damn steroids. She's got all her organs functioning. I mean, she's not 100%. She still is fighting one hell of a battle, but this woman's like a machine. And, and it's because, I mean, like I've watched her go to, you know, changing her entire diet and everything she puts into her body and growing her own food and just the pride and and the, oh, my gosh, the, the feeling of accomplishment when when you're able to grow some of your own food. I mean, and you don't have to have a huge garden, you know, well, a, a tomato plant, a couple cucumber plants, you know. I, I mean, it, it just watching her blossom through a diagnosis that oftentimes you know i mean if you sit down and think about it sometimes you know it makes you want it like the als you know those are things that if you sit down and read what the medical establishment tells us it's it's not a very good prognosis oh you're just going to be you're just going to be devastated if that's what you're reading yeah oh absolutely Absolutely. And, and, you know, so inflammation, again, goes into that, that mind-gut connection of if our gut is unhealthy, our mind's going to be unhealthy. Um, our sleep is going to be unhealthy. Our ability to, you know, go outside and just earth or ground or hula hoop or jump rope or walk a creek or whatever the hell people like to do, sit in the sun, it's all impacted. Um and, and so, yeah, it's it's very important because there's such a psychological component to um, so many of these these disease. And I think that there's a lot of people because there's certainly, you know, ve- people who were led a vegan lifestyle and ran marathons and they got cancer. But when a lot of times when you delve in deep, there's some kind of a trauma. That also, or there also a, there's a lot a mental of trauma that hasn't been dealt with. Uh, yeah, but there's other things too, like junk food vegans, and that's a big one. Oh um, yeah, there's junk a food lot vegan of vegans out crazy. there that claim to yes, well, but they, you know, you go into junk, you, you're a junk food vegan, you you can help yourself with cancer all day long. So there's a lot of yeah. people out there 
that make claims of being vegan and and it's not quite what it seems to. So you never know what somebody's really, you know. I remember uh, many, many years ago when I really just kind of learned about vegans. I mean, vegetarians I knew and I knew there were different levels of vegetarians, but went to go visit, you know, I don't know, a friend and she had a teenage daughter who was apparently vegan and I'm like wow okay you guys are pretty modest income like very low income and and whatnot and so I'm like okay you know all right what, what's this veganism about what, what what are we getting into and so I made you know like this amazing vegetable you know mix with just all kinds of fresh vegetables and did like a vinaigrette on it and 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 whatever and she wouldn't eat it and I'm like what what the hell and so I watched her over the course of like three days eat nothing but cereal and Oreo cookies and you know all this bullshit and I looked at her <laughs> with the Oreos and I said so you're a vegan right yep 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 I'm a vegan so you don't eat any animal products nope 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 not gonna eat any animals well, you just ate like a whole bag of animals because that's lard stuffed up in the middle of those cookies, and that's like boiled animal fat. So <laughs> enjoy your veganism. And then her mom was just angry at me, like, why would you ruin that for her? And I'm like, why would you allow her to eat that? Like, <laughs> uh, mm, choices. Well, people don't look at what they're – they really do not look into what they're eating. They they don't read, they don't read labels, they don't check anything, they have no idea. My mom, uh, I don't know how she feels about it now, but I remember when I started getting into the coconut oil six, seven years ago, you know, she thought I was going to have a heart attack within the next six months because I was eating so oh, much. Oh, you're going to die of saturated fats. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I haven't heard a whole lot from her about that, you know, in the last couple of years, but... Uh, I remember, you know, she was really concerned. She she uh, was a lab tech. She was a phlebotomist. So, you know, she had this thing where she would call me up and say, hey, come on over for dinner. We're, we're going to have this, uh, you know, she would name off one of my favorite, you know, foods. And, uh, and I knew that meant that when I got there, there'd be like four or five syringes on the table. She'd be pulling my blood because it was time to get some lab work done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I talked to your doctor, and uh, he he said uh, I I could do this. <laughs> oh, she was funny, but yeah, she was really concerned about about coconut oil, and and uh, you know most people don't look into stuff. You know, uh, what's the what's the water, the uh, demineralized water, what, what's the, distilled? You know, distilled oh, water. I had people who were drinking gallons of that, and I was like, freaking stop! You're you're stripping your entire body of every nutrient you have. Distilled water is not mm -hmm. meant for drinking every day. Sorry. No. But there's, there's, it does do some good. There's, there's certain oh, no, reasons why you take it. Yeah. In a, in a detox and, with a method, yeah. not. I had a lady who bought like an entire distillation system. And she planned on only drinking distilled water, and I'm like, you can't do that. Like, mm -hmm. you can't just drink distilled water. So, and I don't know, maybe maybe disagree with that, but everything I... Well, it, it, it cleans out inorganic uh, minerals, 
And so if you've got a lot of it's a, it's for detox. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say it. Go ahead, Jeff. Rain, rainwater is distilled water. Yeah. So, you know, we there's there's two sides of the coin in moderation. We talked we talked about things in moderation. Right. And she's saying drinking it all the time and she's making a very yeah. valid point about that. And however, it it's also rainwater. Yeah, no, so, and it's great to build in as long as you understand what you're doing. But exactly. there are people who read whatever or somebody's brother's sister in law's cousin Tony said that mm-hmm. if you drink distilled water every day What about you know, Kangen water? Have you you heard about this Kangen water where people buy this machine and they they can make it any yeah. pH they want to, from acidic to alkaline. From They can literally make water into cleaning fluid. I have a machine that does it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and then they would say, well, drink this. You know, you can make this very alkaline, and you can drink alkaline water, alkaline, alkaline, alkaline. It's a total sales pitch. There's nothing to that at all. And, yep. You know, yeah, or, you, that's a selling point for Fiji water. You know, it's so alkaline. But people don't. Well, people actually, don't Fiji, know, you know, Fiji water is different. Fiji Fiji water has um, silica, has high amounts of silica in it. Silica is extremely important to us, and Fiji it water happen, happens to be one of the waters that is high in silica. But they they pitch it as a high alkalinity, yeah, you know, well, a high, high alkaline water. They don't they don't right. talk about the silica. Well, they are now. Are you, a lot of people are. are they? they are now. Are, yeah, a lot of people okay. are talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And you, that's, you know, and that's the, the diatomaceous earth is another thing that people, you know, it's a really basic thing that you can do to clean out. And, pe- you know, you start talking I, to, to, to family. I buy a back size of that stuff. So it's like a three-foot-tall bag. And I buy mm-hmm. one a year, and I use it. Well, I really don't use it because I don't care about bugs out in the yard. So I don't, I'll sprinkle it in my garden on the if I get those squash bugs. Um, uh, the I have, I have piggy and the goats and the chickens get it because and I I take it. It's a dewormer. It gets rid of parasites. It gets rid of uh, mites. Uh, it, it gets rid of all kinds of stuff, and so it's it's. Phenomenal. What's the what's the, what's the what's the downside to it? Uh, you it's, definitely it's, don't want to breathe it in. You don't want to breathe it in. That's right. And, and so there's if you're not breathing it in, and you're you're taking it in moderation, it it cleans out your joints. It does all sorts of really cool stuff. Mhm. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, then you'll get some people who are super, super eco-friendly, and they say, you know, yeah, you're raping the earth, and it's bad, 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 and don't, you know, don't support that. But I, I'm a, I've been a huge proponent of it. I've taken it for about five <laughs> or six years now. Um, everybody on the farm except my husband. My husband is like, I'm anti-pharma, and he's almost anti-natural. He's coming around. But <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I'm full of shit most of the time because <laughs> he likes chocolate and Doritos. Not <laughs> ah. chocolate, but like Reese's Pieces, not real chocolate. Hey, guys, I got a few quick questions for you. Sure. 
Sure. Go ahead. Hey, this is uh, Eric from Southern Maryland. And I've just been hey, taking notes here. How you doing, guys? Good, good. Glad to have you. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, man. Uh, hey, Dana and Jeff, thanks for uh, doing this. Um, got a lot of really great information. And uh, just a couple quick questions. Or, um, you know, I've just been taking notes through the whole thing here, so I just got a few things I'd like you to expound on if you could or let me know if sure, you know this is true. Okay, so diatomaceous earth, I heard that, um, like, during the lunar cycle, like when there's a full moon, part of the reason that people kind of go nuts is because the parasites return to the gut to breed, and that's the time to take diatomaceous earth. Have you ever heard that? Well, there's a lot that. of things. There's a lot of things that you should do with the moon cycles, and I mean that's included like planting your cannabis and harvesting your cannabis to, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of things with with lunar cycles, and and a, you know some some folks say because we're ninety percent water as well as, you know we we have full moons and things like that, that brings in a high tide that, you know, kind of, you, then you think of a high tide in your body, we think of people acting out, um, or, you know, things being disrupted in the universe. Um, the other part of that is, and, and I think we touched on this last week, was like I live in, I live about 15 minutes from one of the biggest Amish settlements, you know, west of, like, Pennsylvania. And and so I talk with those folks and hang out with them a lot. And they will at nighttime before bed, you know, at times when they're checking for worms, will have the kiddos, you know, bend over and spread them at bedtime at night and they get the flashlight out um, because that is when it's said that the mothers kind of come out and come out through the colon and the 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 rectal area but they to to lay eggs but they'll they'll be drawn to that that light but nighttime is a time that they check for them right so there's got to be something with it if the Amish are doing it too because God knows they don't have access to the stuff we do <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and that, that's just something I heard and I, it made sense to me when I heard it that just when like there's a full moon or there's a new moon that might be the the best time to do it diatomaceous earth uh, kind of cleanse. Uh, another thing you said, you talked about insoluble fiber, and you talked about psyllium husk. And yeah. when I was taking insoluble fiber, I found that psyllium husks, it was just the nastiest thing in the world because of the texture and the Oh, yeah, you've uh, got to like get it in stuck and in down case. it, or it's like congealed, yeah. disgust. It's, it's, and it's then, nasty. <laughs> and so I found that the, the konjac root, I know it has another common name. I can't think of it right now. It was much easier for me to to consume. It's just a it's it's more of a powder, and it was just much easier. But and then everybody should know that this either whether it's psyllium husk or konjac root or any insoluble fiber that I know, you have to mix it with cold water. You can't mix it yeah. with warm water at all. No, no, yeah, I learned, I, I went through a lot of psyllium husk very early on when first making tinctures with that, and um, I found that that was not one that you really let cooled before you strain, because when you let it cool, you had a blob of gelatinous, like, just, blah, 
Dupe. And it was yeah. just this big rubbery disc. Yeah, it's so, like a big yeah. thing. It's not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and so textures can definitely play a role. Um, but, you know, again, and that's where, you know, it's if one thing doesn't work, again, every every damn pharmaceutical out there is based off of something in nature. And so it's just, if you know, if, if we, it's just a matter of finding the right piece because then nature takes us all around the globe, right? We have Native American healing. We have, you know, shamans and, and healers from other very remote areas of the world. We have yogis. You know, we have all kinds of of very old religions to pull from that, you know, work off of. Um, actually, the Sisters of the Valley, you know, I'm not a hemp, I don't promote hemp products. I know there's quality hemp products out there, but something I do like about the hemp products they produce, and I'm not saying go buy them, but they do all of their planting and harvesting and making of their medicines in moon cycles. And so that's, I always appreciate it when people do things like that because I personally believe it makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I guess Oops. one other thing I had to – oh, go ahead, uh, Gus. I was just curious. Who Who is it that puts out those uh, – that works with the moon cycles, Dana? Sisters of the Valley. There are some, some kind of, of nuns in California, and they make hemp-based products, various okay. topicals and tinctures and things of that nature. And, I've, I've you know, I've looked – I, I just I grew very weary of trying to explore hemp products because there's just so much crap out there. Um, but you know they I, again like that that was something that really intrigued me about them. There's actually some pretty cool videos on on them online and stories and write ups and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, Sisters of the Valley. Thank you. Yeah. So they get points so guys- in my book just for being cool like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So you you guys also talked a little bit about gluten and some of the problems associated with it. And I found that when I was uh, kind of doing a little small health group, um, I really tried to break that down to people because a lot of people don't really understand it. And my understanding, and you can tell me if this is wrong because I could totally be way off, that. Basically, gluten is just a protein. It's made up of a complex series of amino acids. And the problem with gluten is it tends to have a very strong bond between those amino acids. And our stomach acid is not strong enough to break it down. And especially when it is a yeah, when it's genetically modified gluten, the reason okay. that so they that's, that's the key word right there is the genetically modified because many of our ancestors and many 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 people sustain a quality of life a very good quality of life and and they are eating grains and 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 very glutens um because that's in the tip of the the seed that's where the gluten is and but it's these genetically modified. When we begin to modify organisms, our body looks at that and says, what in the hell is that? I'm attacking, screw you, hippie. And they go after it. 
And so, you know, I, I assure you, our ancestors are the people in the early up to the mid, uh, up until about the 80s, hell, 90s, early 2000s. It wasn't until the early 2000s that we started hearing about gluten intolerance. And so I think that, you know, if you do enough research, you'll look at the direct connect to looking at farmers. And I come from small town farmer USA, backroads, bonfires, you know, um, but with that has come this, uh, industrialization of no longer small local farms, great big farms. With great big farms, then it becomes more difficult to manage. So then we begin genetically modifying things. We begin spraying crap. And so, you know, we've poisoned our food sources. We've poisoned our food yeah, sources. Yeah, and, and I think the, pro the, like the huge problem with the GMO gluten is if a bug won't eat it, because that's why they genetically modify it so that right. no bugs will eat it because yeah, they're like, well, I can't break this down. Yeah, so then it, the problem is is you got this huge uh, protein molecule moving through your small intestine and your villi are trying to grab the, uh, the, the amino acids that are attached to it, you know, that it's attached to, and then that kind of tears holes because the villi are grabbing onto it because they're they want the amino acids out of there they you know they can't do anything with a big old uh, protein molecule so and so they they're grabbing onto these these uh amino acids and then as the protein moves on down the line it just rips those villi right out of there and it can tear holes in that wall and then that's where you get leaky gut where other things can go right into your bloodstream and then your body produces these uh, antibiotics or antibodies uh, to those foreign materials that are not supposed right, to be in the bloodstream. Right, that resemble our proteins. And so then our body starts attacking our, our proteins we need. It starts attacking the gluten proteins that are not what they recognize. You know, again, DNA, people, you know, we were we were talking earlier, you know, it's like people want to try to change biology and science, but I'm sorry, really, to a degree, there's some things you just don't change. And we we all have a specific genetic pattern for a reason. And then there are some folks who have disruptions in those genetic patterns. There are some plants, animals, whatever, that have disruptions. But generally speaking, you know, when we start dicking around with Mother Nature or God or whatever you want to call it, the universe does not respond in kind. You know, um, there, there's, there's going to be kickback, and, and we're seeing it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I just got a couple more things, and then I'll mute out. I'm sorry. To oh no, take you're so great. Time here. Um, so you talked about uh, adrenal function, produce production of cortisol, and you talked a little bit about thyroid function. And I just wanted to see if I got this part right. My understanding is when your adrenal gland, like when you're in a constant state of inflammation, your adrenals are going to produce cortisol. The cortisol will block the thyroid stimulating hormone that your pituitary gland produces and that 
want, so then your th your thyroid is not going to know what to do because that thyroid stimulating hormone is never going to get to the or to the thyroid to tell it what to do to tell it how to produce the T3 and T4 and how much of it and whatever. And so when people have thyroid problems like a hyper or hypo active thyroid, generally it's a, 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 a the problem is the adrenals are in a constant state of you know pumping out this cortisol that's stopping this thyroid stimulating hormone from getting to the thyroid to tell it what to do. And so right. there's nothing really wrong with the thyroid. The problem is the the constant state of or the chronic inflammation. Right. That, yeah, no, you're anytime understanding? you've got a thyroid issue, you've got chronic inflammation going on. Yeah. So and then the doctors call and say, Well, the thyroid's acting up, let's slice that sucker out of there which is the most stupid thing in the world because there's nothing wrong with the thyroid. Right. And the first thing, you know, like with thyroid issues is the first thing out of the gate is people need to go get their TSH levels tested. Um, but, you know, getting a complete thyroid hormone panel um, is is helpful because that gives you like a wide variety of thyroid marker functions um, and, you know, if you have, like, thyroid antibodies. And so if, if if somebody's feeling sluggish, they have those kind of thyroid issues, they definitely want uh, to do that. And then those, those thyroids come back into, like, autoimmune. And so that's where I was talking about, like, the, the Wegners or the, the, uh, uh, oh, uh, the arthritis, uh, the rheumatoid arthritis. Um, high thi high levels of thyroid antibodies usually are indicative of an autoimmune condition, um, and so you know that that could be a reason why levels you know thyroid levels are lower. Right, but the answer is obviously not to slice the thyroid out of there. No, our, we were born <laughs> with body parts for a reason. We were born with all of our organs for a reason. And it Absolutely. wasn't so people could go slice and dice and, you know, Ginsu knife us. And I get it. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. But to go lopping off body parts and ripping out organs, in my opinion, is just, that's really major. Each of those organs, like, has a function. And people go, oh, I got my gallbladder. People get their gallbladders taken out, like, left and right. Well, if you start looking at the, the the patterns of folks who have significant, who develop significant anxiety disorders after that, and and I, you know, it seems like from what I'm trying to read, but it's more like reading from people's personal experience, so anecdotal information, but that there's a ton of people who you know are having significant out of control anxiety, panic attacks. Uh, significant bouts of depression, you know, from getting the gallbladder taken out. And it's something that the onset of that doesn't occur until about three to six months after. So a lot of times people aren't linking, oh, I wonder if this has anything to do with that gallbladder I had them just suck out of me. Yeah, because obviously the liver's not going to function properly if it can't borrow the bile from the from the gallbladder. Yeah, yeah. 
And and when you start dicking around with liver function and more specifically kidney function, like I have to shut down half the time, like kidney function, if if somebody's below that 20% and they are on dialysis or at stem, stem cell transplant, when the kidneys aren't functioning properly, everything becomes like stranger danger. Everything becomes, is potentially, you have to look at everything as a potential toxin. Because your filters right. aren't filtering. Yeah, that's a that's a huge filter, and then that's second to your liver. Right, right, and the liver, but the liver, God love it, that son of a gun's the only organ that really can repair itself and regrow itself. The brain, mm-hmm. we can enhance other areas of the brain and stimulate to help accommodate and take over and there's other things we can do you know so fortunately the liver is one that it can at least kind of regenerate whereas uh you know again kidney function kidneys always those are kind of i don't want to say freak out but those are like super caution big red flags got to go real slow yeah well thank god we got two of them huh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah, but we have two for a reason because it's a big job it's a right, big exactly. job. Um, okay, so another quick question here. Um, you, you talked a little bit about uh, cancers this evening, and I was just wondering if you'd ever heard of this study. I heard about this from a guy. Uh, he's a, a naturopathic doctor, Peter Glitton. Talked about a 2008 study one time about chemotherapy, and he said that in the study it said that 90 seven percent of the time it didn't work unless the patient changed their diet you know and then of course the margin for error was three percent but so basically the only time that chemotherapy worked was when the patients would change their diet up and i I just wondered if you'd ever heard of that I, i believe it was a 2008 and i don't know what the the journal was that it came in, but the guy I heard it from, his name was Dr. Peter Glidden, and he's out of Oregon. He has a radio show, and he works with uh, Dr. Joel Wallach, which is, uh, he used to be a um, like a veterinarian. He'd just done a whole bunch of stuff, and he, but he's the one that figured out that, you know, if you find out the 60 minerals, the 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and three essential fatty acids that we need. If you could just press that into a pellet and everybody just ate that the rest of their lives, everybody would never get disease. You know, <laughs> that's what—that's basically what he did yeah, with animals. Somebody would come up and fucker up the pellet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Somebody will fucker up the pellet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had the answers. We've had the answers all along. But people mm-hmm. keep coming mm-hmm. in and fuckering up our pellets and keep putting crap into our I oh my god. I yeah. They just put crap in there that is just unbelievable. I was looking at this chicken salad sandwich that I had bought once and I thought, gosh, this is really delicious and I really try not to eat anything like that that's I don't make but I, we were going to our other farm and I I didn't bring anything. So I got this chicken salad sandwich, and I ate it, and it was really good. My husband liked it. You know, he got one, and so he'd gotten a few more a few more times up. 
and then he was talking about the sweetness, and I'd gotten one, and and I and just sweetness kicked in, and I was like, "What the hell is in this thing? This has got a pretty hefty, uh, you know, ingredient list." And I looked at it, and they had like high fructose corn syrup, and I mean, just all kinds of bull crap in there. And I was like, "Wow!" There was like forty-seven ingredients for what was supposed to be a chicken salad sandwich. Wow. You know, but it was in a plastic <laughs> container at a gas station. So what do you expect? Um, yeah. And Gus, like it's you're probably been there for four days. <laughs> labels, and I ate one of those, and I was just like, and, and then my husband was just so mad because I wouldn't eat the sandwich. He goes, "What? Now you you read the label and you're not going to eat it?" And I said, "You're damn right. That's why the label's there." It gives me the choice to say I want to eat this shit or I don't want to eat this shit, and I don't want to eat this shit. I'll fast. I'll eat when I get home in six hours. <laughs> so he mm-hmm. ate the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you mentioned putting black pepper in with your turmeric and olive yes. oil. And I was yes. just wondering, like, do you put, like, a lot of black pepper? Or is there no, a specific no, no. kind of uh, black pepper? I think it's, like, an eighth of a teaspoon or a quarter of a teaspoon that I put in one of my, you know, mixes. It's it's not a lot, um, and I'm sorry I don't have. I I mean I can look it up real quick, but no, it's not a whole whole lot. I mean it's it's in comparison to the mix of itself and black pepper. So pepperine, um, and gosh, I can't wait till we get into a show on terpenes. But so pepperine is is phenomenal, and it's one it, one of the one of the many ingredients but in, in our buzzkill tincture um, that helps counteract the high but not the healing of cannabis. But it has the ability to enact CB2 receptors. So in the cannabis world, that's an important thing and that typically it's CBD, sometimes a THC that activates that, but um, like black pepper and... Um, well, echinacea as well, um, actually, uh, and B-carophenethylene specifically. B-carophenethylene is the terpene in pepperine, black pepper, and in many other herbs that activates the CB2 receptor. So all of a sudden, if you can't get access to cannabis, you have an inflammation issue, you add B-carophenethylene, black pepper, other things like that, that are high in the B-carophenethylene, you activate that CB2 receptor, and CB2 receptors are what have a huge role in modulating and decreasing, controlling inflammation within our bodies and pain. So, um, yeah, black pepper is a great one. So you said like an an eighth of a teaspoon to like how much turmeric? Um... All right, let me, I think I use like a tablespoon, like if I'm making a small batch of golden paste, um, I think it's uh, like a tablespoon of of the, the turmeric. So two tablespoons of like turmeric, and then I put... Some, I, I reserve some water, um, and then like a third of a cup of 
like unrefined cold-pressed coconut or flaxseed or extra virgin olive oil. And then actually with that mix, um, yeah, about an eighth, an eighth of a teaspoon would, would suffice of black pepper for that mix. Okay, and I, awesome. I can have Gus put, like I have my golden tincture with a kick, golden paste. But if you, even if you look up golden paste, you know, it's going to be about two, two tablespoons of, of turmeric to, um, like I said, like an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper. And then you'll put in some, mix a little water and you'll make your paste, you know, kind of warm it on the stove. And then you'll add in your, your olive oil. And and then you'll have golden paste. And golden paste is phenomenal in helping reverse depressive symptoms. It's phenomenal in decreasing inflammation. It can be eaten. Um, it's very tasty in golden milk. So if you took, like, some coconut milk or some almond milk, you know, some kind of a, a healthy milk like that and mix that in, a little bit of honey. And I like to throw in some cayenne pepper because cayenne pepper is just great. It gets some metabolism going and I just you know so I try to work that in 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 addition to you know even the black pepper that's in there um and it can be used topically um I have a uh, I have a, a a golden milk thing that I I use it's uh it's turmeric root <coughs> and it's date palm fruit and it's cardamom seed ashwagandha root vanilla bean and black pepper fruit and I put this in my mushroom coffee and it is so wonderful <laughs> and then throwing that, yeah, so in a mushroom coffee is is going to be <laughs> delightful. And, and we were talking the other day about how it's we've you know we have this it's and it's a real easy thing, but teaching people that coffee and tea doesn't have to be Folgers or Dunkin' Donuts or Lipton. Like these are things that are mixed with water. Coffees tend to be heavier in flavor, where teas tend to be lighter in flavor. Um, you know, and like dandelion root and chicory root are phenomenal alternatives to traditional coffee. Um, you know, and, and then mixing in, you know, like the ashwana and the the ashwanda and the the mushroom extracts and just gosh anything you know gosh if it's nighttime mix in some catnip or you got an upset tummy you know so there's all kinds of things we can mix into our our teas and these teas you always want to steep them so heat them whether that be in the sun for a few hours or you know you heat your water and 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 steep your herbs for about 15-20 minutes and then you can also drink them iced um, if you want to take and make, you know, your teas and put, you know, fill your ice trays and all of a sudden, so you have ice cubes that are your kind of healing herbals and you put that in, you know, your glass of lemon vinegar water or whatever, um, you know, because I think everybody pretty much should start their day off a couple times a week with two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar with mother to like eight ounces of water, you know, a quarter of a lemon in there, squeeze it in, and bam. You know, you've got a great way to start your day, kick your metabolism into gear, you know, help detoxify your body and help reduce inflammation in one drink. But don't be doing vinegar shots. 
don't give vinegar shots. <laughs> no. What's a hey, Jeff, what's a vinegar you, shot? Oh, just people taking the vinegar and shooting it straight. It'll eat all the enamel off your teeth. It'll rot your esophagus. Ooh. It'll hurt your digestive tract. I mean, yeah, you don't just, like, drink straight vinegar. And I've seen a lot of people, they're like, oh, I tried that, man, and that was just too much. And I'm like, well, how are you doing it? Oh, I'm just drinking the vinegar. Well, yeah, I bet. I bet you felt like shit. <laughs> God. I bet you were on fire. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, don't don't be shooting it like a shot. This isn't like happy hour. <laughs> this is, you know, <laughs> sip it and enjoy it. But, yeah. Hey, Jeff, do you have, like, a website or something like you sell this the like i do i do have a website for the mushroom extracts and what you can do is if you um go to papa shrooms uh on facebook or if you go to redress for dummies you should see a link there for uh, i don't have facebook how to, <laughs> how to contact you have anything me. Oh, okay. What I can, what you can do is, if if you're interested in knowing more about my extracts, the extracts that I deal with, you can uh, email us at handsonhealthjd. All right, that's uh, on the, that's at, on redress, right? Right at at gmail dot com, and um, what we'll do is we'll talk that way and just get on a phone call together, and I'll just I'll show you everything. Cool. And I one more quick question. Have you ever heard of the dude named Matt Monarch who does the Reishi spores and yes. Reishi extract? Matt, Monar- Matt, Matt Monarch, who has that that website where he used to sell mica and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know who Matt Monarch is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's the one who moved. That's he's the one who moved down. He he moved down to where is it? Costa Rica or somewhere? I thought it was like, like Argentina or Venezuela. Argentina. Or yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, what, yeah, what do you think about him? Um, uh, you know, Matt's Matt's fine. Um, you know, I I don't know what he's doing as far as mushrooms go. Oh, he I'd just uh, I just saw some stuff where he did like he was selling like reishi spores or something like that. Yeah, he like sells the... he sells all ki- he sells all kinds of stuff. I can tell you right now that the company that I deal with supplies seventy five percent of the world's mushroom uh, reishi. So. Um, okay. The, 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 you know, I. It's and very difficult. It's kind of like, like cannabis. It's kind of like cannabis oil. Gathering it. Kind of like. It's kind. It's kind of like cannabis oil, where there's a lot of companies out there. There's a lot of people doing things, and it's hard to decipher what's what's what. It's very important yeah. to know what if it's an extract, and if you're saying it's spores, that's awesome. Um. But what's the extract? Is it just a powder? Is it in capsule form? You know, a but lot of people a don't want extraction, it. a tri extraction. Right. Is it a single extraction, dual extraction? Right. Um, all these, uh, you know, triple extraction. Yeah. Most need yeah. a dual, and I know your mushroom extracts. I do a dual on ours at From Roots in the tinctures, but you know, I'm I'm one gal working out of a room. So <laughs> I'm not as far right. along as as your people are. Well, uh, you know, they've been doing it since 1959. They ha- actually right. have their own laboratories and stuff, so they're kind right. of set up for what they're doing. And so that's really what we're we're talking about is that I'm done um, before their farms got burned. <laughs> yeah, and and but really educating people on what how to how to read labels. 
mm. what they mean. I mean, you can go out there and you can look at mushroom extracts right now, and you can look at the label and it, and you can look at it online, and you can see that it's a mycelium extract. And if it's a mycelium extract, it's a, it's a very, uh, very interesting low. product. And it's and it's you're wasting your money on these mycelium extracts unless it's cordyceps because that's the only place the medicine is uh, in cordyceps. With regular medicinal mushrooms, the medicine's in the caps. Um, it takes a lot to get it out of the caps. You can't just eat mushrooms and get the medicine out of them. It has to be extracted, boiled, high pressure, all that stuff. Uh, uh, alcohol, or we have an enzyme, a patented enzyme extraction. Um, like you cannot break down the medicine if you just eat mushroom caps, and that's really important. It's the same thing as you know grinding up mushrooms. You're not really doing anything to help anybody if you're grinding up mushrooms, or if you're putting a little bit of an extract in a capsule, and you're grinding up the rest of the mushroom and the substrate that it's growing up on, which is normally bran, rice bran, and those fillers are in there, and right. so it's just you know, it goes on and on and on. And it and it's just like dealing with uh, CBD oil. There's a thousand mm-hmm. different CBD companies out there now. Everybody's got the best CBD. And guess what? It's well, and not. it comes down to the milligrams, <laughs> and, and people will spend, right. uh, you know, $150 and go, okay, I got my CBD, and I'm I'm treating, you know, triple negative breast cancer, ER positive breast cancer, and so how much of this do I need to take? And it's like you look at it and you're like, well, there's about 150 megs in the whole bottle. So if you can afford 150 bucks a day, a bottle a day, or, you know, whatever, hell, some of the bottles might only be 50. But who can afford necessarily $50 a day on a CBD, you know, that, ah, so full, full plant, you know, stop, stop trying to pull crap out. You know, anytime we get these. I don't know. They're just there's they're designer they're designer supplements. A lot of them are. Now, when folks start getting into to super critical, you know how they when they get into various ways of extraction on adding terpenes back in and add you know and doing other things that that can be a little bit different. And we're talking hemp products now. When you're talking about a cannabis strain that's high in CBD, also moderately high in THC, higher than the cutoff, the 0.03% for hemp, which, you know, somebody pulled that out of their ass and said, da-da, this is the cutoff. <laughs> and and so, you know, when, when we begin to look at the cannabis strains that tend to have a full effect of the synergy of multiple cannabinoids, isoflavins, terpenes, flavonoids, that is full plant. You know, we're not we're not busting stuff apart and, and we're utilizing that full plant for the synergistic effect. Gotcha. Big yeah, big, 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 big difference and, when you deal with full flower. As opposed to yeah, and that's a, yeah. I think that's the problem that a lot of us have is we don't really know that all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's all this stuff out here, and so we need somebody like you guys. Well, to and, and that's kind where we do have quality groups like CKC Cannabis Kills Cancer, but CKC is a phenomenal site. Um, Cannabis Oil with Friends is a great site. 
He's not uh, on Facebook. There, I know, but other people listening <laughs> will <Yep>. will will <laughs> be potentially interested. Um, I'll keep my little group out of there because I like my little group being little, and so. <laughs> People in the group refer it out, that's great, but I don't want people to come join just for the opportunity to join another group, you know, like I'm just going to join because I collect groups. Um, so, um, but, you know, there there are quality groups out there. There, you know, we have, oh, God, the names, you know, Learning to Grow Organic with Friends, um, Making Oil with Friends, uh, there, so there are a number of groups, and again, if you're not Facebook, then there are old school internet forums still, and I think cannabis groups are finding that they're they're going to have to move back to the old school forums because Facebook has uh, effectively shadow blocked all cannabis groups, and I thought that it was bullshit, but I went and looked the other day. And sure enough, when I Googled cannabis, the only thing that came up were groups I was in. But if you're not in it, then you can't search it. And so they're shadow blocking these groups. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. They are. Yep, <clears throat> and, and they're shutting them down day by day. And those are folks who are openly selling or doing, you know, big no-no's big no-no, selling or posting pics or videos of people utilizing their medicine. Um, you know, it's they're poking the bear with that, and so, you know, it's like, ah, I'm not going to poke that bear. Hey, guys, the last thing on my note. On, on Facebook. Yeah, so the last thing on my note here is just the, the Kangen or the Kangen or whatever you call that little water thing that makes the 9.0 my thought on the 9.0 water if you drink that when you're eating something isn't it just going to like alkalize your stomach acid isn't it just going to neutralize your stomach acid not 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 really not necessarily it's all about balance right it's all about balance you know if you if you (laughs) eat acid 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 all day you're going to be acidic. If you eat alkaline, 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 and you don't have at least a 20% balance with acidity, then you get what's called alkalosis. So acidosis is bad, but then its counterpart, you know, acidosis is bad, but the alkalosis sucks too. And, and both are going to either kill you or make you wish you were dying um, if it gets out of hand enough. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you answering my questions. <laughs> yeah, thanks and that's why you have to. We appreciate it's, it's, all your questions. That was awesome. It is awesome. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Hey, I just uh, I didn't find your email on the website, so I just updated that. And My I wanted email. to make sure I – well, when Eric said it, I was like, man, where did he see that? Because I don't think – I think I forgot to put that up there. <laughs> and it's uh, it's hands-on health JD, correct? Yeah. 
And people can also get me, like, we have, I have an email at From Roots, so madefromroots.com. Um, no, that's yeah. not right. That's, that's, that's a, web, a web address, so let me think of what the heck it is I just log in. I think it's um, I think it's good that they have a place that they can get us both right in one spot yeah, too. Yeah, that that so we'll that just way. leave it at that when I figure out my address to get my yeah, email address there. on the other, but that'll be fine. That way we'll be able to track it. Right right yeah. below the the show information on hands on health on the hands on health page is where your email is now, the the Gmail one. And if you guys want um on Jeff's uh Jeff's bio in the about section. I put his uh, website to the uh, to the Facebook. Actually, oh, all right. Uh, if you click on Jeff's name, it takes you to the Facebook. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. if you click on Dana's name, let's see, that goes to Made from Roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Madefromroots.com is our website. And then questions at Made From Roots, I believe, is that. But we'll we'll go with the one Jeff gave, and I'll I'll get my stuff a bit more straightened. Yep. Like email is it not says, my soft suit, but I have. To I, I just clicked on the contact page, on the contact link for uh, Made From Roots, and it says questions at madefromroots.com. Dot com. Okay. Yep. Yep. Questions go to me. I'm behind. Mm-hmm. Catch up on that. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I know I'm behind. A uh, few hours offline, and you're behind with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, is there anybody else that's got any questions? We're we're past the two hour mark. We've been recording for about two hours and twenty minutes. I'll work on not being so wordy, but that's not. Oh, you you're Stop. absolutely wonderful. Stop. Stop worrying about that. Yeah, no, that's great. Stop and and you know, as a therapist, two- it's very odd to talk so much because I have two eyes, two ears, one mouth. So, in therapy, that means you do a lot of looking, you do a lot of listening, you do a lot of nodding, but you don't do a lot of talking. Yeah, but you're um, not in a therapy session here. I'm not. I'm not, and so it's, That's the it's beauty kind of, of this. exciting. So you can just let loose, and I, we don't. This is, you know, this really what this is is this to me is a fireside chat. You know, like we're yeah. sitting down. There's fire burning. We all got our coffee, and we're sitting down and we're talking. And there's no yeah. one really over talking anybody else. There's nobody saying too much. There's no. If somebody's going too fast, if somebody thinks they're going too fast, someone else thinks they're going too fast. Maybe they can just chime in and say, "Hey, could you slow down?" Other than that, don't even worry about it. Well, hey, Dana, I got People therapy tonight. will tell you when tonight, they miss, so. though. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> I just said I got therapy tonight, so I appreciate it, Dana. <laughs> You've been therapized. <laughs> That's good. You've been you got therapized. Free therapy. That's a, can't, can't beat that. Free therapy? You kidding I've been earthing for like like the last hour walking around in this wet grass and kind of mud that we've had rain awesome. finally and we've been in drought. We're just in drought, <laughs> you know, so to get rain 
So, like, I've been walking around on the phone in my yard, like, careful not to get out a phone signal just so I can take advantage of these different feels and textures and the moisture. And, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. I I actually read a big thing on grounding today, and it was, you want to talk about an inflammation killer. Absolutely, and I can't wait. We could do a whole show on that. We'll do a whole show on tapping and grounding and other kinds of methods and things you can do to, again, pull negativity. Um, and, and probably in that next show, you know, we'll incorporate probably those other kinds of alternatives. So once you've kind of gotten diet and, you know, you're working on probiotics and stuff, easy things would be, you know, like aromatherapy, grounding, tapping, mindfulness, meditation, just, you know, sitting outside and doing nothing and unplugging. Um, so we'll talk about all of those in, in our next, you know, our next segment of the inflammation series, our, you know, healthy sleep hygiene and all of these other things that we can do just to take baby steps, right? So you might not go to bed early every night, but you might go to bed, you know, 10 minutes earlier a couple nights a week, you know, one night a week. We always start with one. We always start with one, and then we'll pro- progress to the next. Well, grounding is a, a pretty interesting subject. I've not looked into it in a long, long time, but it was uh, it was pretty interesting to look into. Well, and last okay. week we actually had somebody who asked, and I was like, oh, I bet I know who that was. I had a friend come over. And you know what? It wasn't that friend. It was somebody completely different. Yeah, it was. Who it asked was. that grounding question, and I was like, you know, wow, I found out, about the universe. I found out, like, with really sick ba- infants, brand-new babies, they ground them mm-hmm. in order to treat them. They have found that grounding the baby. Makes it so every single, every, sing, every single treat, every single treatment that they do to the babies is more effective when they're grounded. So there's no question about the electronic side of things. We have iron in our blood from stars long gone, and you know we are electrical. So oh, very we, much. The... When we complete that, when we complete that circuit by having bare feet on the ground, and and this is something that they, you know, this is absolutely a conscious thing that has been done, you know, with wearing socks and shoes all the time and never going outside and working in four stories above the ground all the time and all these different things definitely affect your health because you're never grounded. Well, so, and I, I was I was excited because I've I've got my friend who's you know battling my buddy Aaron and he's battling diabetes right he's trying not to be he's you know a type two diabetic and so you know we, we he really started kind of hitting it hard in May and he's you know retired and a couple you know about in the last year and a half, well, May, he was hitting it hard. He decided, you know, he's going to start walking a little bit. He's changing his diet up some to fit his, you know, so he's going to take in more animal proteins and stuff right now because that's just kind of the way it works when you're new to it. Um, He's doing lots of fruits and vegetables. He's doing some tinctures. He's started cannabis oils, and, you know, he's dropped 25 pounds since May, He's doing phenomenal. 
he and so he, he came over the other day and we I was like, Come on ground with me and you know, he man, you could just see it like this control rising up in his face, like I do not want to take my shoes and socks off. I do not want to walk on that ground and I was like, It's okay, you don't have to and you know, I walked around and was just doing my thing and so finally he came over and he did it. And and then I you know, as I said last week um, we were really talking. It was very just intense, kind of fast-paced conversation, just blah, 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 you know. And then we ended up, after about 20 or 30 minutes, we went back on the porch. So we were standing on the porch, which is concrete. And we were talking, and we were talking for a while, and it got very serious again. And he's like, you know, like something totally happened to our conversation. This really kind of went downhill, not in a bad way, but he's like, it's it's a very it feels very heavy. He was like, do you think it had anything to do with coming up and coming off the ground? And I said, well, I don't know, you know. And he's like, well, okay, so let's go back out and walk around for a while. So we went and walked around for a while, and of course, the few, first few minutes, you're very cognitive of how am I feeling, you know, am I am I less tense now? But then as we began to just let go and walk around, and we walked about, you know, 50 yards up the hill to the garden and walked around the garden and even kind of squished in some, you know, soft dirt and with his toes, and we were looking at things, and I was explaining plants to him, and, you know, the conversation just absolutely picked back up, and and this, there was a, a, a weight lifted, and, and, you know, we both came back, and then we talked, and then, you know, we came back and revisited that. Um, and, and I know how I believe about it, but it was very interesting to hear somebody who was brand new, first time ever, consciously, you know, hey, I'm going to do this because it might be good for me. And gave it a chance, and and so, um, you know, now he's kind of trying to spread that to his friends, <laughs> and they're like, "What? You want me to do? I uh, no, I'm not doing that." <laughs> so, anywho, I think we're going way over, probably. Oh, that's all right. Okay, but yeah, so I can't <laughs> wait to do like kind of a the next inflammation segment where we talk about kind of some alternatives beyond food and whatever, but things that that will improve inflammation and decrease. I'd like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that for sure. I was just reading the chat board to see if there were any questions because I didn't realize I was so far back on the chat. Um, but there's nothing. There's no questions. People are just chatting. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So uh, for anybody listening, uh, you can go back to. Well, if you're listening to this as a recording, you're, you're going to see on the right hand side there's a transcript of everything we talked about tonight. It's not 100% accurate, but it covers. Um, it, it does pretty good, especially things that we repeat more than once. You know, you'll catch this stuff through there. Uh, otherwise, um, we're going to be back here tomorrow night with Sean and JC. Uh, JC and the Shaman, we're doing uh, common law tomorrow night, talking about legal remedy, lawful remedy, and uh, how to basically how to, you know, if you've got issues like you, like you don't want to vaccinate, you're going to have legal issues with that. Or other things, uh, if you want to take your own health care in your own yeah. hands. 
Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that are lawful that uh, it doesn't matter if they like it or not. You have the right to do it. And that's the kind of stuff we talk about tomorrow night. And that includes things, you know, to do with foreclosures or it's not just health. You know, it, it's everything. And then on Saturday, uh, Sean does a, a Bible study and we all sit out. And it's just like this. It's kind of like a campfire chat. We just hang out and talk about things. Uh, so we, we do those uh, Tuesday night, uh, we do health, Wednesday we do law, Saturday we do Bible study, always at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, the website has uh, redressfordummies.org, has a page for each one of those and a lot of other miscellaneous things. And uh, I, I, yeah, this is only our second show on health, but I imagine we're going to have uh, – better ways, you know, more information on the hands-on health page as far as making contact. I just just put the email up there. I guess I had forgotten to do that last week. And so I did that like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) But uh, come back next week and we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff. Anything you guys want to chime in on before we go? I want to thank everybody for listening, coming out, hanging out with us. Appreciate the questions and um, just looking forward to more people chiming in, giving us some topics that they'd like to talk about as well. Thanks, guys. Yeah, and I just, I'll, I'll piggyback and say thank you very much. And, you know, I just always like to encourage people to be, you know, be the good, be the helper, be the change you seek. You know, we we are all humans. And so let's just focus at being good, at being human. And, you know, if we all just do a little bit of that, this world's going to be a better place. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for for, uh, for being here, for giving us all that information. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow or, or uh and catch up with everybody during the week. Sounds good, man. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Have a a great night. See you soon. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.